are the two single people really going to talk about romance and video games? Yes. Yes, we are. What's going on, gamers? I'm Diggs Gaming. I'm KB Hunting. And welcome back to Off Hunting. Now, today is not an official Off Hunting podcast. Today is what we like to call a special. From time to time, we will be doing this. And we're doing a Valentine's Day special, if you believe it or not, because we are probably the only people that are crazy enough to do this. Right, KB? Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. Before we get into the topics today, I want to talk about some gaming news, and that is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart has a release date. The release date is June 11th, and pre-orders are available right now. And this is a game that I have been waiting for a release date for. I'm definitely pre-ordering this game. I'm playing it day one. I cannot wait to get my hands on this. It definitely looks good. I've never played a Ratchet & Clank game, so I don't know if I'm going to get it immediately, but it's definitely one that I want to try. If I were you, I would get the Ratchet & Clank 2016 game, the movie tie-in. It pretty much explains everything that the Ratchet & Clank series has been. And we have not had a game since that movie tie-in game, and that was back in 2016. We've gone five years without a new game. I cannot wait to see what Insomniac has done, especially since Insomniac for years has been known for pushing consoles to their absolute limit. And with the PlayStation 5, oh my god. God, I can't imagine what's going to happen here. I'm excited for you. <laughs> All right. With that out of the way, let's get into today's topic, which is romance and video games. I know most of the focus is never on romance, but it does happen in games, and it is something that's worth talking about. Wouldn't you agree? Of course. It's definitely interesting how they've decided to implement uh, this little slice of life into certain genres yeah and speaking of life that's actually going to be the first thing we talk about which is reality versus gaming and when you think about gaming just like any form of media a lot of it can be unrealistic especially in 100%. rpgs where it just seems like any character you want to be in a relationship with is going to reciprocate those feelings right that's definitely one of the things that I'm glad that certain developers have been moving away from. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, for instance, there are several characters that are very like straight and you can't romance them with like other characters or you have to be, you have to like meet certain other requirements before, you know, they would uh, romance you. And then there's certain characters that just you can't, go after at all like no matter how friendly you are with them or how many gifts you give them it's not like the sims where you just click chat and like romantic interaction and suddenly you're in a relationship but to counter that i mean we play games to escape into another world it's like i say in my intro so that pretty much goes along with it i mean if you want to play a game that's like real life that can be kind of boring because real life is kind of boring when you think about it i would say i would definitely appreciate if developers uh instead of just the main character that you you know you're playing as constantly pursuing other characters i would like the character that you're actively pursuing being able to react to that and maybe come up to the player when you're not necessarily expecting them to come up to you and talk to you and maybe lead you into like a mini event or something or give you something uh, just in general to make it seem 
maybe more realistic but also like I understand that if you're gonna put your time and effort into like wooing someone you're gonna want them to be able to follow like fall back in love with you in general except for like in real life that obviously doesn't happen so it would be nice to be able to have that that balance that balance yeah just between the those two sides maybe not full realism but just enough to yeah. you know really pull you into the world and immerse you in it yeah that's fair that really is fair mm. but maybe this is something that we really shouldn't be comparing because again i mean it's not the real world games right. are not supposed to be said in the real world so you can assume that uh maybe romance shouldn't be thought of as the... you get what i'm trying to say yeah like i understand i'm oh. just i'm one of the people that likes a little bit more realism just in general which is so, fair yeah which is fair all right moving on from comparing a form media to reality we are why don't we compare form media to another form media gaming movies cartoons tv shows and really one thing i notice in between games and movies is there really isn't a lot of time to develop a romance mm -hmm. it's like in a movie especially in a romantic comedy you got maybe an hour and a half maybe two hours to develop a romance it. yeah that is kind of pushing it but you maybe have that time to develop a romance and with gaming it's kind of similar to where you have a limited number of hours to develop a romance if you want to have a romance in your game and i'm not saying that's not a and i'm not saying that's a problem i'm just saying i'm just saying movies and games you can compare those and say well you kind of rush it a little bit but that's to be expected it really yeah. is one thing i really dislike is when like any form of media decides to like force in a romance like uh Toriel from the hobbit she is a great character i love seeing the female representation being thrown into a i believe the book doesn't even have any female characters in it so seeing that in the movie is great um she didn't need to be a romantic interest there was no need for a romantic subplot in the hobbit Keely, Feely, Thorin, they're all, you know, fighting for their homeland, getting a dragon out and, you know, securing that and their, you know, lineage. And for Legolas, he clearly sees something's wrong in his homeland. You know, there's giant spiders, orcs are becoming uh, more of a threat. You know, he has bigger issues. Tariel is, you know, captain of the guard, you know, strong woman she can also see she's on the same page as legolas of hey there's something wrong let's fix it yeah maybe they bond over it but you don't need to try and make it seem like legolas is pining so much for her or that she's pining for kiwi instead you know it didn't need to be there and like for video games as far as they don't have so much time in dragon age specifically uh, because that's the one I've played the most that has a mechanic like this. As you gain companions, you can follow down their subquest lines. And you can either, if they're a friend, you can improve your friendship and, you know, 
unlock backstory or lore or something or and if you know they're a romantic interest you can progress your romance and add you know five to ten you know hours in some cases if you do it right to pad out this game and you know influence the ending or influence uh strategies down the line so it would definitely be something i would like to see played on more but only like if it makes sense kind of yeah another thing that i noticed in games and this is getting away from rpgs because mm -hmm. even in like older like playstation 1 playstation 2 games that i played spyro and Tyler tasmanian tiger they had characters that while it was never specifically said it hinted towards that there may have been feelings towards those characters and yeah. to be honest i love hints like that because when i was younger i didn't notice it and now that i'm older i'm like oh my god i feel like an idiot for not realizing <laughs> that and it's kind of and it's kind of fun to see who can pick up on stuff like that as they get older, especially yeah. with some of these games. And I really do like it when developers do that because you're not specifically stating it. You have to get people to see it. And that's kind of fun for me. Yeah. That is my favorite thing in games is when it's very clear that they expect like a certain gender to be playing and they don't like make alternate dialogue for female characters when you're playing as a girl. Mm -hmm. So you end up with a lot of like accidental flirting, like you were saying, because most of the games that I've seen this in are in like children's game, like in a uh, Pokemon X and Y. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a game called Ever Oasis that also has this sprinkled in where it's like, hey, that's kind of flirty. Like not like, not, well, not like harsh kind of, but like that could be interpreted as something inappropriate. Yeah, it really so. is. Yeah, that's something that really is fun when you can interpret something a different way than maybe somebody else can. Yeah. And that's just what makes games and media in general just fun to look back at and see and like, wow, I can interpret that really differently now that I know things that I didn't before. Yeah. The Animaniacs, like in general, like <laughs> I did not realize how many adult jokes were in that at all. It flew over my head as a kid. Oh my god, Animaniacs. Oh, have you seen the new series on Hulu? Or do you have Hulu? I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I need to watch it, though. I'm trying okay. to watch uh, through numbers right now, and now oh, I get okay. too distracted. <laughs> so. Okay, and something I like with TV shows is that if it's going to have multiple seasons and you want a romance to grow, you can have... A, like one season, the characters are getting to know each other, just being friends. The next season, they're starting to have feeling towards each other and trying to figure out whether they should act on those feelings. Next season, they're going out. They're trying to make this relationship work. It, it really can develop a wonderful romance that really can be realistic. And if a TV show does that right, it becomes a big part of the show. Not the main part, but a big part that people just really like about it. Yeah, definitely. Especially with like uh, books as well, where if you're having like a long series of books, just having character growth in general is always a good thing. Yeah, and another thing, I want to talk about cartoons a little bit because cartoons actually 
will do something like this. And I mentioned how games a lot of times are not realistic, but cartoons, I mean, a lot of times they can't be realistic either, but yeah. there are time, but there are some cartoons that really are realistic in how they portray this. Like there's this one cartoon on Disney called the owl house and their main character and another character. And at first they just did not like each other. They, they just did not. And then, but something happened and they started to become friends. They start to get to know each other, realize that they have a lot in common. And then one character develops feelings for another character, has no idea whether they should act on those feelings or whether they should just keep that bottle up or not. And gets so nervous around mm -hmm. their friend. It, it just makes me think oh my god that is so realistic that is so something that would happen in real life but it's also fun but it's also funny in this sense the way that you can have this play out and do it so well and have it and it's a big part of the show and people love it in the show they really do reminds me of bones oh yeah yeah i love the interactions between um bones and booth just yeah how they learn to like be friends together and then that friendship develops until you know in the end they do get married and yeah have cute kids <laughs> yeah and it's nice yeah so relationships in any form of media whether it's movie cartoons regular uh, live action tv shows or in games if it's done right it becomes a big part of the game of that media yeah and people really like it but if it's done wrong then people are just going to complain all the time and you don't want people complaining all the time right all right let's move away from that and you wanted to talk a little bit about shift wars this was your thing yeah. why don't you start us off on that so as far as like maybe not ship wars like in general are bad i would say because a lot of them you know are unnecessary it's you know between two friends that either don't have the subtext or do have the subtext it's unnecessary to shout and like fight between two groups especially when you know the creators of the show are watching and they see people or say the no these two or the game or you know whatever form of media these you know these two should be together those two should be together and it can really ruin uh future games or future installments future episodes um if the creators do something and there's no lead up to that romance like the legend of Korra in general uh how Korra dates like four different people or something because fans kept bouncing between and all three members benefit. of her group let's not and let's not. yeah so like it made sense for her to date one of them yeah because you know she's spending so much time with them she's you know there's so much character development going on between them but in some cases ignoring your fan base might be the better thing to do in those uh instances just so you don't you know, have the rug pulled out from under them when suddenly because one ship is so much stronger than another one. And this happens in several forms of media, especially in anime, I've noticed where certain characters end up together. That should not have ended up together. Hmm. Just in and, general. And I find that 
kind of interesting with Korra because it was a sequel series to Avatar, and Avatar had maybe one of the best, how do I want to say it? Like, maybe one of the best ship endings with Aang and Katar. It's like, from the very beginning, we knew they had, maybe, we knew Aang, I'm trying to remember. Well, yeah, I'll say from the beginning, we knew that Aang kind of liked Katara. We didn't know if Katara was going to reciprocate those feelings, but it turns out that she did at the end. And they handled that extremely well, especially since there were some people that thought Katara and Zuko probably should end up together. But no, the creator stuck to their guns. They went with yeah. Aang and Katara, and I feel like that was the best thing to do. Definitely. The only one that, like, I would see is the opposite, possibly, is, like, Bleach. I really, like, I've never finished the series because I got up to episode, like, 200, and then because I was watching it on TV, it reset to episode one, and I was like, I'm not watching all the way up to episode 200 beyond. <laughs> um, but I do know at the end that Ichigo and Orihime end up together. And I was like, that shouldn't have happened, though, because... I feel like um, Orihime should have gone together with the Quincy. I forget his name mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Rukia, I don't watch it, so I can't tell you. Yeah, and Rukia should have ended up with Ichigo because there was the, like the first like season or two was all of, you know, Ichigo is saving Rukia and from death and from, you know, from all these other things, and then what season it was where it's or he may gets kidnapped this time and that's when i was like oh oh my god they're making it or he may and ichigo instead of working ichigo and i don't like this because or was a very underutilized character she had so many like powers that could have been expanded upon and just she could have been like this very strong female character instead of like the party healer and I wish it would have been expanded upon instead of her just continuing to be this weak, like, defenseless person. So. Yeah, and one thing I want to touch on is when you have some games that have, like, multiple continuities, there's one game series in particular I mentioned, uh, Spyro, where in the original series, there are a lot of people that really likes Spyro and Allure as a couple. But in the Legend of Spyro series, those fans will talk about Spyro and Cinder. And I feel like there's a case for both of those. It just depends on which game you actually grew up with. Because me, I grew up on the original trilogy. I did get the Legend of Spyro games. And I do understand why those games do have their fans. Because the story in there, it's really good. Game does have a few problems, but the story in there, it's not bad. It's not a bad story, and I do understand that. But personally, I'm not going to get involved with that because nobody comes right out and says who Spyro. Like, nobody personally involved with the game comes out and says who they think Spyro should be with. I'm not. So I'm not getting involved with that. Yeah. I just don't see the points because it's a purple dragon in a fantasy world where that's never brought up unless you talk about hunter and oh my god uh what was her oh god what's her name from the third game um 
I haven't played the third game, so I can't help you. Yeah, I cannot remember. It's going to come to me at the end of the show. But unless you're talking about those two, it's not really something that it's shown that that often in the Spyro series. So stuff like this, I just like seeing what people want people want to say about that. Yeah. And I don't find I don't find that as a problem. I just see that as these are fans that love the series and that have their own thoughts on what the series could be. And that's fine. Yeah. It really is. As long as the ships aren't like inappropriate in any way, like let people ship who they want to ship together, you know? Yeah, and one more thing. I mean, maybe one of the craziest ship wars I see is from Miraculous Ladybug. And I and I talked about that when we did our Q&A, but Miraculous, well, the show is Miraculous, Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. It's about these two superheroes in Paris who keep their identities a secret and they're both in love with each other, but they just don't know it. It's like one is in love with the other civilian form and the other is in love with the superhero uh alter ego which i find very very funny but it it's a love square and and these are what the ship names are the main characters are marinette and adrian marichad adrianette ladrian and lady noir and you will have people just argue and argue over which is better it's like people go with mary chad others will go with adrianette others will go lady noir and another will go Ladrian, it's like it's the same people for yeah. God's sake. It's the same people. Why are we arguing this? <laughs> I know, like I can understand it when it's like separate people, like, but they're if they're the same people, then why are you guys fighting? Like it doesn't <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. And and for those that have not seen Miraculous Ladybug, go check it out. It's a really good show. I highly recommend it. I really like it, but again, I mean, if it's if that's the end game for those two characters, why are we arguing over which one of their ships is better? I mean, it, right? It just doesn't make sense. It's kind of funny, but at the same time, you kind of put your head down and go, "What are you guys thinking?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, all in all, ship wars—they can be a little can be a little toxic but as long as uh, i think you're underestimating the the little there dude okay yeah it can be a lot toxic but i mean if the toxic thoughts aside it is rather interesting to see what people yeah. think about who should be with whom but it's but you've got to be respectful to other people you've got to let them talk about their opinion and that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, I definitely agree of as long as it's consenting adults in the relationship and there's no severe abuse going on between the two, let people just talk about it. They might have a different opinion on, you know, how the two interact that you might not have noticed and they really enjoy that interaction and maybe you don't. And that's okay. We don't need to send death threats to anybody about that. The internet can be a cruel, cruel place a lot. For sure. (laughs) All right, we have one more topic that we want to talk about. And I'm going to let KB start us off on that. 
So it's about LGBT representation. Video games, all forms of media really, have taken a big step forward in the representation of other sexualities, which is great, considering that I am pansexual and I love seeing not hetero be the only option anymore. And for me, I have a family member that's a part of the LGBT plus community and I'm straighter than straight. I am, but I do like seeing this and I like seeing it because it's just something for people that are part of the community to look at and go, yeah, I'm being represented. I'm not seen as anything unusual or something that is wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. It's perfectly normal for me to be who I am. And really, that's something that we have to remember. There's nothing wrong with this. There, People are who they are. And you can't just tell them that they were wrong because they're a certain way. I 100% agree. Like, it's definitely... When it's done right, it's a beautiful thing, I'd say. Just like in general, like any romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I go back to the Owl House because this is Disney's first uh, main character that is bi. This is their first main character that's bi in a cartoon. And that is so, so fun to see. And it's like you could see a little bit of hints towards it before the creator came out and said that she is bi and I'm happy that I was able to make a bi character and the person that likes her is a girl. That's that's a lesbian. Yeah, She came out and said that too, which is so much fun. And, and the way I see it, and I don't see it as two girls liking each other. I just see it as two people or, or one girl like another girl. I see it as a person liking another person because... Like I said, I have a family member that's a part of this community, and that's just how I see it. Yeah. It's definitely really... I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, in Cyberpunk... I'm glad to see in games like Cyberpunk 2077, where they do have options other than male and female. They now also have, I believe, non-binary and transgender as part of the options. And seeing that, I hope, does move forward. I know uh, in Animal Crossing New Horizons and Animal Crossing New Leaf, which is the one that I personally have played, hoping to get New Horizons soon, uh, You, dip, regardless of whether you pick male or female characters, you can wear any clothing type just in general. And hopefully that will continue uh, down the road. I think with any form of media, it it has to grow over time. And with gaming, it has uh, with tv shows it has with movies it has and i think it's just going to continue to continue to grow over the years and i can't wait to see what the future has in store for all that i really can't i definitely like to do a deeper dive on this uh during pride month yeah all right that is all we have for today everybody make sure to like comment and subscribe and let us know what you think we should do with our next few shows This is KB Hunting. This is Diggs Gaming. See you guys next time. Bye.